This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. having a lot of fun on the program. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Kelly and Remy, wherever you are checking out the show. Appreciate any bit of time that you have for us. Remember, check out the podcast. Subscribe using your favorite podcast platform. Always love it if you're riding along while you're in there. Maybe give us a rating and review if you have a couple of minutes to do so. Sitting in for Remy today, who's a little under the weather, Grant Hardy with us. And Grant's going to switch hats, ladies and gentlemen. Every two weeks, he brings a few things for us to talk about. We call it What in the World, and today we're inviting Jeff Ryman, who will be with us, uh, to to sit back and have some fun with the segment. Uh, Jeffy, welcome, first of all. Thank you. It's always good to be here, and it's kind of nice to hey, be Jeff. here in uh, a bit of a backseat while Grant delivers the What in the World articles, because this is probably my favorite segment on the entire show. <laughs> yeah. And before I make and confuse everyone, let's bring Grant in officially with What in the World. Do you want to know about the craziest stories news has to offer? Look no further than What in the World with myself, Grant Hardy, where I explore the most preposterous, comical, and mind-boggling stories from all across the globe. I'm not having anyone think, Grant, that I'm forgetful, so we wanted to make sure we brought you our introduction and roll it all out for you, sir. Welcome, and uh, what do you have for us? Yeah, thanks, and welcome, Jeff. I uh, wanted to start with a Florida law, HB 1069, just to be official about this. The law uh, restricts access to materials in schools containing any kind of sexual con- content or other offensive uh, materials in Florida classrooms. Just to give you an idea of how severe this is, they've banned the Guinness Book of World Records and Ripley's Believe It or Not, which is a book for children that highlights unusual stories and hair-raising oddities, according to the book's description. And they've removed a lot of other books. You might be snarky and be thinking, well, gee, what are they going to do next? Remove the dictionary? As it turns out, yes. Uh, One Florida school district is removing copies of dictionaries, encyclopedias, and other books because they contain this content as well. Uh, They want to stress that it hasn't actually been banned. They've just temporarily pulled them off the shelves for review. That's going to take a long time flipping through every word in the dictionary. Uh, And they've and they've only reviewed uh, a tiny amount of books that they have taken off the shelves. Now there's a lawsuit that has been given the green light to go forward because people are arguing this is unreasonable. Wow. Wow. Well, Je- first of all, it would have been tough for Jeffy to do one of his last quizzes with us since he relied quite heavily on the uh, Guinness Book of Records, right, Jeff? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and I will say when there was reading time back in elementary school or heck, even high school, the Guinness Book of World Records was pretty much my go-to because it was mainly pictures and I didn't have to read a whole lot. And it was also really interesting to find out some of the world records, but Pulling that, pulling the dictionary, I don't quite 
understand that. Um, you should probably know what's already in the dictionary. If it's a word, it's going to be there. I don't really know what more there is to review. And as for the kids who are looking to spell things nowadays, oh, yeah. I guess that's probably not an issue because there's so many different pieces of technology. Um, spell check is usually pretty good. Uh, speech to text is somewhat reliable as well, I guess. But somewhat. yeah, I mean, I just don't understand why this is a thing. And they're not even saying that this is official yet that's it's under review right grant like that just seems a little bit strange it also really seems a bit arbitrary doesn't it like it seems like some bit. school districts are doing it some aren't and i remember as a kid the dictionary was that thing that when you were saying stupid words that the teachers caught you saying they said well let's go and sit down with the dictionary and you tell us what that <laughs> word actually means since you're using it know it all yeah, I just love that a kid somewhere is going to be like, well, what does the word whatever conscientious mean? Uh, if you don't know, we can't tell you where to look that up. That's offensive. It and also, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just imagining how this review is going like, yeah, this is going to take us a while. We're on the AC words right now. So we have several more letters to go. <laughs> well, it's scary when it seems like we worry about the one or two people that are going to look up all those words that they should or go look up the stories in Ripley's that, oh, what are you looking at for? That's gross, or that's obscene. Or, yeah, and I understand people are going to do, but uh, it just confuses me when you'd rather, if someone's going to do something, say something, um, I'd rather them at least know what the heck they're saying or talking yeah. about. Or oh, yeah. go to the book, look it up, instead of running around screaming at every smart speaker just asking for it or whatever. Whatever it is where you might be being a little inappropriate about something. Hopefully, for those who truly are sincere, they look at something and say, oh, oh I, I better not go saying that. People will get offended. I, I also think another part of this, and I, I kind of touched on it briefly, is the technology aspect. If a kid wants to really look something up, the technology is literally at their fingertips. Right here. They can either, here. yeah, it's right on their phone. They can go to a computer. A computer has a thesaurus, they, dictionary. Yeah. Heck, even your home can talk to you now. You can literally just, you know, ask Alexa or Siri or Google or whatever, and it's just going to pop up right there. Uh, again, I don't really under understand what this school's trying to do, but... Yeah, uh, I would like to see what they come to a conclusion with after this <laughs> review, just to see exactly what they were trying to do. It, it, this is a strange one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that that's the thing is being being a kid sometimes is less shocking just to know what something actually means than to have someone try and ban it from you completely. Yep. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on here and talk about a official from the Paraguayan government uh, was replaced from his jo uh, job in the agriculture ministry after it was revealed that he signed a agreement with a fictional country. Uh, the country <laughs> is called the United States of Kailaza, and it's run by a bit well it's fictional but uh it's uh, prop it's was created the fictional concept i don't even know how to say the country is run by no the fictional country was created by a fugitive and it's described as the revival of the ancient of an ancient enlightened civilization nature uh nation uh 
which is being revived or something around the world. This guy who set up the website uh, has been involved in many crimes and uh, is a fugitive, uh, as I said. It turns out that this is not actually unique. Uh, So, for example, um, officials in the United States and Canada have apparently also signed agreements with entities or countries that don't really exist. So there you go. I thought that was just kind of interesting. Glad our tax money is going to something beneficial. But <laughs> this is this is actually really funny. And two things sort of popped into my mind. One is that Family Guy episode where Peter starts Pretoria, his own country. Um, and I'm sure stuff like this would go on. Um, but also, this is almost like a, a larger scale country sized catfishing scenario where it sounds like there's something real. You put out all this information, you make it look nice and shiny, and you actually get countries to agree to it. I mean, clearly Paraguay fell into that trap. And Grant, you said that other larger countries such as Canada fall into these traps. Like, how does that happen? Like, how do you not do your due diligence into like a background check before you sign something? I understand getting a piece of paper that crosses your desk or a piece of email that hits your inbox and you're kind of like, is this legit? But then you would do your due diligence, you do your research, and and then you find out that this country does yeah. not exist and it's run yeah. by I, a corrupt I, individual. I <laughs> think we passed the buck. That's how we get bit. Scary. Yeah, we we we, <laughs> yeah. we see something come across. I don't have time to look at it. I'll kick it down the hall to Jeff. Jeff will figure it out and make the decision. Oh, he's busy because something's come up today. Grant, can you handle it? Till Grant just says, "Look, I'm just stressed out. I, I ain't got the time." Sign G- Grant Hardy. D- just take this thing out of here. That's a good point, though. Like, if I was a political leader, someone came up to me and they're like, oh, I work for the United Nation of Kailaza, and I can take care of all the <laughs> environmental problems and pollution and stuff if you just, you know, pay me a little bit of money. I might be yeah. like, I don't have to worry about doing that. Okay, cool. That's right. <laughs> Done. Here, I'll, 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 uh, I'll take the bite on your red herring. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, um, but I mean, I... I feel like there should be like an assistant that you have that sort of filters totally. through this stuff because there's stuff that comes into your inbox and I get them. I'm sure everybody gets them where it's like, oh, we can help you save time and money and this and that. And I just end up deleting it. But I was just going to say, like, I just got uh, an this, email a while ago like that. Also, so it's gone. Like, like sort of the prankster in me. And this is, I don't know if this is like a right thing to say or anything, but like, I feel like this would be really funny to like send something out just to see, you know, almost like an investigative piece to see like what would get signed. Like how far can you push the envelope? Um, Almost like undercover boss style where like you create this like super official looking scenario or document and see how far along it gets pushed. Uh, Obviously I wouldn't want anybody's jobs to be on the line here, but just out of curiosity, (laughs) push the government a little bit. That would be really funny. Um, just really quickly here, uh, hey, possible dream job maybe for any of us or anyone uh, listening, but it turns out Casey's Pizza is seeking the best candidates for its most delicious position ever as National Pizza Week approaches, which is their official pizza and beer 
officer. Sorry, I'm trying to find the title. Am I correct about that? Pizza and beer officer, I think it is. And your job is literally researching and pairing Casey's pizzas with the best beer combinations and posting <laughs> it to social media. It is a con contracted position. I think it's only for like a few uh, months, but your job is to literally pair their pizza with beer and post about it on social media. Are you, are you guys tempted by this at all? Grant, I mean, do you know who you're talking to? I mean, I yes. feel like you've probably spoken to like 90% of the population, uh, uh, myself included. Oh, only a couple months. Oh, I don't know if I can muster up the time for that. Uh, I want to be careful. You don't get too addicted to your beer or get to gain too many pounds from pizza. Yeah, it might be worth it though. It might be. It might be worth it for 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 this for the greater cause, Kelly and Grant, of the it's pizza the in cases pizza. You know, this is this is for the betterment of humanity here. I mean, yeah, if you're going to exactly. be looking for a great pairing of pizza and a beer, I better be doing my due diligence. So you you bet. You know. <laughs> I'd be right there to answer your question, Grant. And, and, you know what? I might put in a resume. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was just, just... going to say, Jeff, what makes your palate special enough is what I wonder. Like, what mm. when you see, when you think of having pizza quickly and and the proper beer? I'm not saying you need to come up with some whichever company, but could you think I do have a go-to when I have a, a piece of piece of pizza and the perfect beer in your mind? Anything mm -hmm. come to mind? Or, nah. I don't know if I have. I mean, I'm I'm easy, Kels. I'll I'll eat and drink kind of whatever is thrown my way. But I feel like you could have a little bit of fun with this. I mean, and I feel like your palate would have to be pretty eclectic in the sense that you might have to eat pineapple on pizza, or you might have to have anchovies on your pizza and pair that with a beer. And the same goes for beer, right? You know, not everybody likes a light beer or a dark beer or amber or red ale or whatever it may be or dark. You know, so you, I, I'd assume that you'd probably have to like a little bit of everything. But again, that's no problem. Could you imagine the job interview? Like just sitting there and kind of when they <laughs> say to you, what would you use as your markers to match said beer with our product? And you'd just like, oh, yeah, you'd become a great liar. What a Pinocchio knows. Anyway, yeah, Jeffrey, thanks. Know, of course, guys, I was going to say, you know, you can just check my credit card statement for the, the amount of pizza and beer that I spend. <laughs> on <laughs> Yeah, just submit that to them in the interview. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you're hired, hired. You're either a real fan of beer and pizza or a good liar. Thanks, pal. Later, guys. Of course, Grant brings these stories every two weeks. We call it What in the World right here on the program. We will step aside for a moment and we will welcome in producer... And reporter for our program, Beth Deer, when she joins us, we're going to be talking about ambulance wait times and how it's teetering with danger in some regions of our country. That up next. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.